Welcome back to Raising Daughters. And if in your home right now you have a, a child who is in eighth grade, in high school, in college, or even a 20-something, this podcast is for you. This is one of the things that's been bothering me a lot in the last five or so years, and that is the pressure that I, that I hear and feel from young adults, the grade school, I mean, sorry, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, college-age women, uh, women in their 20s. And the stress is about believing that there is one right path for them in life, and that by the time they are 16, 18, 22, that they should have their whole life all figured out. Even, even girls in middle school tell me that. They're supposed to know the, the choice of university they might attend, their major in college, their career choice, and they need to have their whole life all figured out. Now, you may think that's ridiculous, but I'm telling you, I hear it over and over and over. A couple of years ago, I was running a group with eighth grade girls, and it was in April or May of their eighth grade year, so, you know, they're about to be done with middle school. And I asked them what was stressing them out are the biggest challenge in their lives at that point in their life. And what they said surprised me then, but doesn't surprise me anymore. There was three girls. I'm going to tell you what they said, and these are quotes. One of them said, I'll, say, I'll, I'll call them by different names than their real names. One of them, Lauren, said, I'm registering for my classes for high school, and there's this pressure to pick classes that are based on what college I want to go to and what the college I go to requires. I have no idea where I want to go or even if I want to go to college, and, but they're still pressuring me. The second girl, I'll say Lauren Dash, too. I feel like I have to choose my whole life already. There's this pressure to take high school classes based on your career path. So if I want to be an accountant, I should take certain math classes. It's like you have to base everything you do in high school on what college you want to go to and what you want to do with your life. I feel behind already, and I haven't even started. I'm going to start looking at colleges over spring break. Remember, these are eighth grade girls. And the last girl, I'll call her Lauren Three. I feel stressed from being told I should take mostly honors classes in ninth grade or won't be able to take better classes the rest of high school. My teachers are all telling me what to take throughout high school, and I haven't even started yet. I have no idea what I want to do in college or in life. Those stories are not isolated from my experience. And these are not just like wealthy kids who go to you know, really intense private schools. All of the girls I just mentioned all go to public schools, and most of them in sort of lower middle class to middle class schools. But I think it's, it's felt all the way up and down the, the uh, spectrum of how much families make. So it's not just people in college who are having that stress. It goes all the way down to middle school. I also believe that we've been teaching our kids, or they've been absorbing from us, that there's a straight path from point A, when they're 18 years of age, to point Z, when they're 50 years of age, when their career's all established, they're doing your thing, you got your, you're doing your passion, and that at age 18, they should know what they're going to be doing at point Z when they're 50. Now, I think most of us would say that's ridiculous. You, you, most people won't, don't know that. But they think they should. They think that they should know what their whole career is going to look like. And especially when they're doing their thing, they should know that when they're in high school and or college. The culture has also brainwashed our kids to believe that there's only one prescribed path that everybody is supposed to follow. They're supposed to get good grades in grade school all the way through high school. They're supposed to go to a top college. They're supposed, then they're supposed to get a great job and have a high-paying and have a high-paying job. That's become their mantra. Everything starting in grade school is pointed towards get a job where you can make a lot of money. 
Here's the truth. Most people did not know what they'd be doing at, at point Z at age 50 when they were 18. I'm sure most of you listening to this did not. And if you talk to all of your friends and ask them, I'm sure most of them did not know either. There are some exceptions to the rule. There are a lot of people who are teachers today who probably always knew they wanted to be a teacher, but that's not true for most people. The other truth is that almost nobody goes directly from A to Z. That most people zigzag. They have some successes, they have some failures, they try this, they try that, and eventually they end up with doing their thing. But our kids don't know that. They're not hearing that enough. Let me tell you a quick story about a man named Nathan Sawoya. And when he was a kid, he loved building with Legos. When he was about nine years of age, his parents refused to let him get a dog, and he was so frustrated that he channeled his disappointment by building a life-size dog with his Legos. And Nathan said it was like an aha moment for him, because he realized he could build from his own imagination instead of just following some prescribed design. From that day forward, if he thought about becoming an astronaut, he'd build himself a rocket with his Legos. If he moved on to wanting to be a rock star, he would make a guitar with his Legos. When he went off to college and then to law school, he always kept a box of Legos hidden under his bed that he would every once in a while bring out to play with. He moved on to become a successful merger and acquisitions attorney, but he still continued to create with his Legos. And he began to accept commissions for his Lego sculptures. And he, he created a website for it. And on the day his artwork website crashed from too much traffic, he decided to make a change. He walked into his boss's office the next day and told him, I'm going to go play to with toys for the rest of my life. I'm going to play with toys full time. Since that time, Nathan has traveled all over the world displaying and selling his Lego pieces. He typically has around 1.5 million Lego pieces in his design studio. Nathan found his passion, and when Nathan was 18, he did not know what his Z path was going to look like. There's an old saying, the nail that, that sticks up gets hammered down. And I worry about kids who want to veer off the path. I worry about the kids who, who say they want to be uh, hair, uh, to, to cut hair, uh, kids who want to do art, artwork kind of things, because a lot of those kids get discouraged. They're pressured to follow the crowd. I think their parents are pressured in the same way. Um, you know, we, we, kids are pressured right from the beginning to be on select sport teams and to get straight A's and to, that they have to go to a top-tier college. And if you don't believe me, then listen to your kids a little bit more closely, because a lot of kids will say that. Another quick story about the eminent architect Frank Lloyd Wright. When he was a little boy, one day he went out uh, walking through the woods with his uncle. It was a snowy day, and, and they passed through the woods, and then they got to a field. And uh, the uh, uncle crossed the field like in a straight path, whereas uh, Frank kind of veered around for a while. When they got to the other side, his uncle knelt down, looked Frank in the, in the eyes, and he said, look, I want you to notice our paths. Notice that my path went in a straight line from the beginning of the, the uh, field to right now, whereas your path veered off. You went over here for a while, and you were, you were throwing rocks over in that little stream. You went over this side, you could look at those cattle in that, behind the fence. He said, notice that I went straight to where I am right now. Keep that in mind and do that for the rest of your life. It's interesting that Frank Lloyd Wright did follow his uncle's advice, but not in the way his uncle had thought. Instead, Frank Lloyd Wright decided then and there that he would not do like his uncle. He would not go and do like everybody else. He was going to follow his own path, 
which Frank Lloyd Wright did throughout his architectural career. I want that kind of spirit in our kids, and I think most kids have that spirit, probably all kids, and I think they get pressured out of it. I encourage uh, kids and teens and young adults to interview every adult in their life and have those adults describe how their paths unfolded so they can hear story after story about how somebody went from A to Z in a lot of steps. They want, I want them to hear the story of the zigzags and the successes and the failures. I also encourage them to read biographies, biographies of people they may, uh, for some reason, feel drawn to, maybe somebody who is in a field that they may have some interest in, because in those biographies, they will hear more stories about people's paths so they can realize that it's not a one right path for everyone. I want you to encourage your kids and your teens to not blindly follow the prescribed path that's been laid out for them by the culture. I want them to fight it, and I want you as their parents to support them in finding their own path. And I want all of our kids, unlike those eighth grade girls I was talking about earlier, I want them all to relax and know they have all the time in the world that they need in the coming years to figure out what's right for them and then to be able to strike out on their own path. This idea about the one right path and following your own path uh, is one of the chapters in my new book, which is called Letters from My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for a Life Worth Living. It came out a few weeks ago. I decided instead of having just an advice kind of book to frame it differently. So I, I framed it as uh, a girl who's in uh, 11th grade. Her grandfather dies, and she was very close to him. And before he died, he left her a box filled with letters that she was to open at certain points in her life, like her 18th birthday, like her first day of senior year of high school, when she graduates high school, her first day of college, when she graduates college, and on and on. And each age, I offer some advice that I think young people need at that age. So if that interests you, if this podcast was interesting to you or your uh, young adult, uh, look for it at my website at drtimjordan.com. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on, on any Nook, Kindle, whatever. You can find it in all those places. I appreciate you stopping by for these podcasts every couple weeks. The podcast is called Raising Daughters. I'm Dr. Tim Jordan, a developmental and behavioral pediatrician. And I uh, sincerely uh, am grateful for you stopping by and sharing these podcasts with other people. I'll catch you again in two weeks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.